0: Again, good morning and welcome. It's great to be with you here today as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent. You might remember that the past two Sundays we have been preparing for the coming of the Lord, and we've talked a lot about John the Baptist the past couple Sundays. And the narrative continues today, but it continues in a different place. We kind of go backwards in this story of Luke. Today we have the story of Mary's visitation to Elizabeth. We're going to talk primarily about the two of them and how their relationship— Um, mirrors or um, helps to to show the relationship between Jesus and John the Baptist. We have before us two dual icons of God's greatness and God's goodness. So God's greatness is not something that we struggle with too much, I don't think. Um, If you go out to a place outside of the city at night and you look up at the stars... It's not hard to really imagine God's goodness because if you see the majesty majesty of all the stars and think about creation, if you're hiking in the woods, sometimes that that you have that moment, that sense of awe that God made all this, and it's amazing. Um, If you've ever witnessed the birth of a child and celebrate the miracle of human life, you can see how great God is, that God made all that possible. But sometimes God's goodness is a little bit more difficult of a concept for us to grasp. And Luke does a really good job of helping us to understand that. But I need to go backwards and then I need to go forwards before we can get there. All right? So, in Luke's gospel, in the first chapter, there's a lot going on. Luke has his initial, like, why I'm writing this. And then he goes into um, basically the story of John the Baptist. So the angel Gabriel is going to come twice first to Zechariah, John's father, in the temple. Um, You might remember that story. Uh, Gabriel promises that in their old age, Elizabeth and Zechariah are going to have a son, and they're going to name him John, and John's going to be like the prophet Elijah. He's going to do these amazing things. Now, Zechariah doesn't believe him, and so Gabriel says, so you're not going to be able to speak until he's born, and then they go through that process. Right after, a couple months after that, actually, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary. And that's the passage just before this one in Luke's gospel. We call that the Annunciation, right? Well, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary and tells her, Mary, blessed are you. Uh, God's found favor with you. You are going to bear the Messiah. And she doesn't say no. She says, how can that be possible since I'm, you know, not married? And uh, Gabriel tells her how it's all going to happen. And then he says, and even now, your relative Elizabeth who was thought to be barren, is with child. So when Mary goes right after that scene with haste on this journey of about 80 miles, would have taken her about four days, from Nazareth down um, to a place in the Judean wilderness outside of, in between Jericho and Jerusalem, around there, um, she goes uh, with a couple things in mind. Now, we don't really know. Mary's intention, except that as soon as she learns about Elizabeth, she's very interested to go and congratulate her her cousin. So we have an echo of the Hebrew Bible, Elizabeth, right? Think of Sarah being old and barren. Think of um, Rachel um, being barren. Think of Hannah, who is the mother of the prophet Samuel, praying to God and God providing them with a son. And Elizabeth is going to be in that same line, just as her son John is going to be in the same line of all of those prophets. But God is also doing something new with Mary, with this young girl, right? Mary, who is a virgin who's now pregnant with God's own son, God's Messiah that's coming to earth. There's a new thing that's happening. What we get after this passage in Luke is Mary talking about Um, Her song is called The Magnificat. We're familiar with it, and we're actually going to sing it during the offertory today. So you'll hear it in just a little bit. So it's appropriate that we sing about angels because the angel Gabriel is all throughout this first chapter of Luke, at least twice, and then the Magnificat is coming. And so Mary's going to sing a song. Uh, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, uh, magnifies him. God has magnified me. God has made good on God's promises. After that, when John is born... Zechariah is going to sing a song about how God has fulfilled his promises. So all throughout Luke chapter one, what's happening is that um, we're hearing about God's greatness and all the miraculous things that God has done, creation and incarnation and all those kinds of things, but also about God's goodness, that God fulfills God's promises. God has promised that those who are hungry will be filled. God has promised that those who are oppressed will be freed. God has promised that those who are in prison or in captivity will be let go. God has promised sight to the blind. We're reminded over and over of God's goodness throughout uh, this passage uh, in Luke and throughout this whole first chapter of Luke. In the Annunciation, again, which happens just before this passage, um, God announces something to Mary that seems really, really remarkable, and it is really, really remarkable. But I don't think it's out of the ordinary in this context. I believe that God is announcing to each of us today some profound things in our lives. and I'm going to circle back around in just a minute and tell you what I think they are. But first, I want to talk about Mary and Elizabeth. I want to talk about um, these pillars of greatness and goodness coming together in this holy moment in the visitation. When Mary enters the household of Zechariah and says, hello, we're told that the child, John, um, who's two or three months uh, along, maybe maybe a little longer, um, no, a little longer, five or six months, uh, leaps in Elizabeth's womb. Now, Those of you women who've been pregnant before and those of you who've been around uh, pregnant women know that, you know, we sometimes talk about babies kicking, right? And and that could be a movement of an elbow or any kind of part. And there's kind of a movement. But this is something different. This is like the baby, like, jumps off a trampoline, right? And, like, wouldn't that be uh, disturbing? (laughs) Painful. I don't know. Um, And when that happens, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, just like the prophets of old. And she exclaims to Mary that wonderful prayer. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is it that the mother of my Lord has come to me? It's this remarkable exchange that happens between these two women and in the sense that um, Elizabeth, in her old age and being barren, is pregnant. And Mary, in her young age, um, who shouldn't be pregnant, is pregnant. And they come together and there's a meeting, both of Mary and Elizabeth and of Jesus and John in utero. Um, and I think that's really a, a wonderful precursor for their relationship as it will continue and as we've, we've heard about um, later in the Gospels. Because Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, she's able to recognize before her what God is doing in her midst. And there's a lesson for you and I there, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can be able to recognize what God is doing in our midst as well. God announces to Zachariah, the husband that John's going to be born, but God announces to Mary and then later to Joseph and a dream uh, that Jesus is coming. And in those announcements, God is showing forth greatness and goodness. For you and I today, as we uh, prepare to enter into the Christmas season beginning very soon, as we've just talked about, um, I want us to pause for just a second and to think about this season of Advent, this season of preparation, and I really want us to think about what God is announcing to you this day. What good news is God announcing to you, and will you be in a position to be able to hear and receive it? Now, I'm, I'm convinced of a couple things, right? Number one, I am convinced that God is inviting you in this season into a deeper relationship with God. I know that. I know that's true. I hope you hear that invitation. I hope you accept it. I also know for sure that God is announcing to you an invitation to read Holy Scripture, particularly Luke's gospel, so that you might continue to grow in your faith, and your ministry. I suspect... That God is announcing to you some other things as well, but I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't know. I have a feeling that God is announcing to you a deeper call to service in God's kingdom. I have a feeling that God is calling you into a new relationship that you don't even know about yet, a new friendship perhaps. I have a sense that God is calling you, each of us, um, to more fully live out our faith in the world in a profound way. And so today, I hope and pray that you'll reflect on that, that just as God announces to Mary and Zechariah the wonderful goodness and greatness of God, I hope and pray that you will be open to God's announcement in your own life. I want to leave you just with a couple of final thoughts about this. Anytime um, we are called to something, um, it can be scary whether that be a different vocation, whether that be a new relationship. It can be very exciting. Um, And sometimes it's a really, really good idea if you feel like God is calling you to something to talk about it with your family and your friends, even a priest. Um, Those of us who've been through a, a discernment process of any type, whether that be about a relationship or a job or ministry, know that it's very helpful to have that discernment in context of community. And so I want to encourage you all, as God is announcing, whatever God is announcing to you today, um, to work that out with other people as well. I don't want you to leave today and say, oh, God's called me to move to China to be a missionary and not talk to your family about it first. Um, But if God is calling you to China uh, to be a missionary, um, that's awesome, right? God is great and God is good and it's going to work out however it works. Um, So... In the midst of the ending of our season of preparation, Jesus is coming. We know he's coming. But God is still announcing to you goodness and greatness. Be open to it.